Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of Eclectic Full Contact Theater's splendid satirical saunter down memory lane to those thrilling days of yesteryear, Throwing Shade. Remember, if you love the adventures of the Shade and the Vamp, head over to Patreon at www.patreon.com EFCT and become a subscriber for all sorts of exclusive Shade rewards. And now, sit back. Relax and enjoy eclectic full-contact theaters throwing shade. There is a darkness in the minds of men. A darkness in their hearts. A darkness in a room with no lights. And who knows that darkness? The shade knows. By day. Theodore Rockwell is a go-getter reporter for the Chicago Gazette Times Herald, but by night he becomes the Shade. Using his uncanny ability to wear dark clothing, seriously, who has this as a superpower? I mean, how much ability does it take to look at something black and then wear it? Plus, the vamp does this too and nobody talks about her uncanny abilities. And what's uncanny anyway? Anyone ever talk about canny abilities? What? Get a hitch in my get-along. Okay, Gabby, whatever you say. I really need a new job. Where was I? Ah, he, assisted by his girl Friday, Wednesday morning, who is the mysterious female vigilante, the vamp, defends the downtrodden and fights the forces of evil. But can one man defend the innocent from the scourge of Chicago's underbelly? Find out in this week's pulse-pounding conclusion to throwing shade, Father Time. And yes, in what can only be considered the longest-running streak of bad luck in advertising, we have lost yet another sponsor. While John Coe's happy housewife cleaning wand was selling well, there was a recent spate of sternly worded letters from husbands across the country complaining that while they were returning to happier wives, their houses were actually less clean. Whatever these happy housewives were doing, it definitely wasn't housework. And since male anger is a far greater motivator than female contentment, the happy housewife cleaning wand was taken off the market. So, we here at Throwing Shade are cautiously optimistic to welcome the presumed innocent folks over at Generic Mills, makers of Manco Flakes, the breakfast cereal which gives you... Hold on a minute here. Let's see. Uh, essential vitamins, minerals, hmm, all looks good. Okay, this one might actually work. Mango Flakes, they're edible. Also brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater, bringing you high-quality 1930s radio-style satire since, hey, we're over halfway through the second season. Yay us! Last week on Throwing Shade... And now, on to our story. Act 3, Scene 1. Captain's Courageous. Things go from bad to worse in the bank. 
As Larry and Esther started making their way towards the tellers, Colonel Sanders' warning was hatching a plan. Rockwell, I've hatched a plan. I know exactly how we can take down these two reprobates with only minimal civilian casualties. Well, I'm glad to hear- What? Colonel, we can't do anything to endanger innocent lives. I'd say those two are endangering innocent lives. Well, you trying anything will only make it worse. Sonny, I've taken out gun nests in knee-deep mud in a rainstorm. These two yokels won't know what hit them. But- Trust me, Rockwell. The only thing that can stop a bad guy with an accordion is a good guy with a letter opener. As soon as their backs are to us, I'll go left, you go right. On my signal, I'll jump accordion boy. You take the old lady. What? She's the one with the gun! She's a woman. Even you should be able to subdue an old lady. You don't know Esther. Ah, quit your whining. Now's your chance. Go! The colonel dropped to the floor and started to army crawl his way towards Larry. Mm, just like in the trenches. Good times. Who was concentrating on his accordion. Bessie C7 Major Button is stuck. Esther was busy with the teller. Fill her up and no wooden nickels. Theo made his way toward Esther. And as he did so, he passed the four customers. He had to think fast. I have to think fast. I have to find some way to keep the colonel from hurting Larry and Esther. Or anyone else. Wait, I've got it. Sorry, Sonny. Ow! Why, you... Ow! My shin! Why did you kick me, you little runt? Ma! He hit me! I did no such thing. I'm disappointed in you, buddy. Smacking a kid for no reason shows pretty low character. And to think, I was going to offer you a chance to get in on my million-dollar idea. That child deserves a swift kick in the... Wait, did you say a million dollars? The ruckus caused by the customers got the attention of the squeeze box bandits. What's going on? You're so loud I can hear you through the corks. Hey! I don't know who you are, mister, or why you're crawling on the floor, but move one more inch toward my sweet bamboo, and I'll plug you. Larry, honey, step away from the strange man on the floor. Bessie's button's unstuck. Don't mind us. My, uh, uh, uncle has these spells every so often. Shell shock, you know, from the war. I'm not. We'll be right over here, not moving. What were you thinking? I almost had him. I'm sorry those customers ruined your plan, but Esther had the drop on you. And I think Wednesday would be very upset if you got shot while on my watch. So just stay here and don't try anything fatal. That poor man. Larry, we really should donate some of the money to veteran services. I agree, Esther. It's criminal the way they're ignored. While Theo's distraction had foiled Colonel Morning's plan, it did give the bank teller time to trip the silent alarm. Take that. What? Nothing. 
looks like a silent alarm isn't the most exciting thing to listen to. Aha! I've got it! While the silent alarm didn't ring at the bank, over at police headquarters... Holy smoke! What's that? It's the Third National Bank's silent alarm. What are you talking about? It's no silent. I hear it just fine. No, Chief. It ain't silent here. It's silent at the bank. Then how do they know it's a-working? Good question. Meanwhile, back at the bank... Why are you tapping the underside of your counter, young feller? No reason. While the squeeze box bandit's attention was taken up by the teller, Theo tried to sneak away to change into the shade. Unfortunately, And just where do you think you're going? Um, restroom? First you cock up my operation, now you're running away? It's bad enough Wetty got herself involved with a bunch of pencil-pushing wusses, but a coward to boot. I am no coward! I was just... just... Running away. Would you believe making a strategic retreat? No, guess not! You're staying right here until we get another chance to take these lowlifes down. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I actually miss my mother. Police Chief Cannoli had immediately snapped into action. Let's go! This alarm is driving me pazzo! What'd he say, Ponch? Don't ask me, John. Apparently, he wants us to drive and get him a pizza. Well, he's the boss. <laughs> While at the bank, Larry was, well, being Larry. Thank you, thank you. How's it going, Esther? Slowly. Pick up the pace, young feller. I, um, um, just want to make sure it's accurate. It's okay, sweetie pie. Here's my version of You're the Top. I will pay you to move faster. And he'll have plenty of money once he invests in my million-dollar idea. Will you please be quiet? I'm trying to... Wait, did you say a million dollars? Won't someone please think of the children? Aw, let me kick him in the shin. Just a little bit. Pipe down. Now then, young feller, I see what you're doing. You do? Oh, yes, it's obvious. You're dawdling to keep me here longer. No, I, uh, that's not... It's all right, I understand. But I have to stay faithful to my Larry. But if I were unattached... Just as it seemed Larry and Esther were going to get away without any interference... Esther, the police! What? How did those killjoys know we were here? Squeeze a box of bandits! I know you in there! Don't move! I got you surrounded! Or, I will, once the others show up. They was already behind me, so I'm sure they'd be here any minute. So give yourself up! 
that should keep him out. Well, Larry, looks like we got ourselves a standoff. But don't worry, we'll negotiate our way out of this. Negotiate? Well, how? Simple. We got ourselves some hostages. Act 3, Scene 2. Major Obstacles. The vamp tracks down the bandits with some help from the French. Meanwhile, having worked out her... issues... The Vamp approached the old abandoned music school owned by Wellprim Inc. It appeared deserted. It appears deserted. But that's exactly what they want me to think. Just then, she heard the sound of a car. <laughs> that's the sound of a car. You know what? Sometimes I wonder why I'm even here. That's it. I'm out of here. Good luck. It stopped. A well-dressed man is getting out of the car. He's looking around. I feel like I'm talking to myself a lot more than usual, and I'm not saying anything all that important. Ha! Exposition isn't as easy as it sounds, is it? Not so simple to keep the story moving, is it? Hmm, I knew you'd come crawling back to... What? All right, all right. Less gloating, more narrating. The vamp watched as the man looked around suspiciously, then entered the building. She decided she should check it out. I should check it out. I give up. He might be an accomplice. Using a combination of her natural athleticism and skills honed from years of her father's annual Christmas morning obstacle course, The vamp scaled the walls of the music school until she reached a third-floor window. She opened it and snuck in. Ooh la la! Fifi LaRue! The vamp! What are you doing here? I could ask you the same thing. Shouldn't you be at LaRue's retreat? It was raided, you know. Elections. Oui. So we were very kindly offered the chance to stay here while everything calmed down. Larry and Astor? Oui, they are very generous people. Are they here? Why should I tell you? You are here to arrest them, no? They can't keep robbing banks, Fifi. Even if they are trying to help people, somebody's going to get hurt, and I'm afraid it's going to be them. Vamp, you seem upset, agitated, not yourself. I will admit, Fifi, I have been feeling on edge lately. There's a lot going on, and I'm out of sorts. If there's one thing Fifi LaRue knows about, it's relieving tension. And I believe I know just what you need. Um, Fifi? I'm not sure that... A hearty, nutritious meal. Oh. There is nothing worse than trying to get through the day on an empty stomach. And since we all know breakfast is the most important meal of the day, I never started without a big bowl of mango flakes from generic meals. My! That certainly looks... beige! It is! But the real magic is when you add the milk. (laughs) Oh my! It turned the milk beige! Oui! It is a bowl full of mediocre goodness, offering the barest minimum nutritional requirements. Try some. 
amazing. It doesn't taste like anything at all. In fact, I drank coffee earlier, and this cereal actually removed that taste from my mouth. Oui, mango flakes are made from the most average grains around and have no added sugar or artificial flavors, just pure, unadulterated nutrition. How unique! Absolutement! In a world where every breakfast cereal tries to stand out, Manco Flakes is bold enough to fade into the background. But it will fill you up and keep you going. Sounds adequate! That's a ah, mocherie. It is a generic meal slogan. Manco Flakes, they're edible. I'll definitely pick some up. But I do need to know where Larry and Esther are. You do not have to worry about them, Vamp. They are doing a job at the Third National Bank, known for its lack of guards and overly cooperative staff. That sounds safe enough. And the fine Rococo architecture in the lobby. Wait, did you say fine Rococo architecture? Fifi had, in fact, just said that. Oh, no! What is wrong? No time to explain. I have to get to the bank quickly, or else Larry and Esther are in terrible danger. What is so dangerous about the Rococo architecture? Act 3, Scene 3. Strategic Delivery. The vamp comes up with a saucy plan. Back at the bank, tensions were running high. Why did you do that? So I can yell our demands out the window to Chief Cannoli. Those windows open, you know. That attitude makes you significantly less attractive, you know. This is intolerable. Being held hostage at gunpoint? Of course not. I'm rich. One expects to be recognized as valuable and treated accordingly. But, but to be held hostage with such common riffraff... I say, I demand a private holding room. Ow! That's for calling me Riffraff. My name's Spike. <laughs> Kid's got a good head on his shoulders. Not once I get my hands on him. Ow, my eye! You ought to have better manners. From the mouths of babes. I have to agree with him, Mr. Get It. Now, Spike... Leave the rude, obnoxious man alone. Everyone calm down. I'll play you something. No! Meanwhile, in a back corner of the bank. This is what I've been waiting for. They're distracted. It's time for a full frontal assault. Kynel, there's no way we'll get across that room before they see us. So, they can't get both of us before we reach them. At least one of us will survive. Well, that's reassuring. Can we perhaps, just maybe, consider a plan that doesn't put people's lives in danger? What? You want to live forever? I was hoping to see the weekend. Look, Colonel, you don't know these two. I do. They don't want to hurt anyone. They're reasonable people. There's no need for violence. All right, Flatfoot. You're gonna let me and my sweet patootie walk out of here, or I swear there's gonna be violence. You were saying... You caught him on a bad day. I'm going in. Wait! Let me try talking to them at least. You just, uh, reconnoiter. Hmm. 
I can take a strategic position while you get their attention. I guess you're not a complete waste of oxygen, Rockwell. That's the nicest thing you've said to me, Colonel, which is really depressing. Please don't do anything until I signal. As Theodore Rockwell made his way toward Lawrence Welp, outside the bank, Chief Cannoli was negotiating. Look, all you gotta do is come out of there with your hands up, and I promise all I'm gonna do is take you to jail. And what do we get out of that? I say thank you. Need some help, Chief? Yeah! What was that? Oh, nothing. I just do that every so often to clear my thinking. Ah! See? Vamp, what are you doing here? Where's the shade? He's, um, assessing the situation from another vantage point. Where are your other officers? I wish I knew. They was right behind me. But when I got here, nothing. And with the customers inside, I got nothing to bargain with. Here we are, Chief. Got here as fast as we could. And we brought you pizza. What are you talking about? You said you wanted a pizza, so we went and got you one here. Oh, that smells good. And you remember the anchovies? Oh, that's a so... I, 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 I mean, what's the matter for you? Uh, we got a hostage situation in here. What? That's not good. What do we do? What do we do? We gotta go in and get in a better guys. Wait, Chief. There are innocent people in there. What can I do, huh? We got no choice. Though maybe we could wait until after I eat the pizza. It smells so good, and I don't want it to get a cold. That's it, Chief Cannoli. I have a plan. We'll return to throwing shade in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. Friends... Are you looking to start your day off right? Are you tired of breakfast cereals charging extra for things that aren't strictly necessary? Do you feel this craze for food that tastes good has gone too far? Then Generic Mills has just the cereal for you. Manco Flakes, made from the plainest ingredients available. Manco Flakes offers you full nutrition without any unnecessary extras like taste or texture. Every bowl of Manco Flakes will give you just enough energy to start your day off at a steady, yet uninspired pace. Truly, Manco Flakes is the cereal of the common man. So walk at a reasonable speed to get Generic Mills Manco Flakes. When you just need something to eat, eat Manco Flakes. They're edible. Act 4, Scene 1. Someone saves D-Day. Things start to come together and fall apart. While the vamp filled Ponch, John, and Chief Cannoli in on her plan, inside the bank, Theodore Rockwell approached Lawrence Welp. Hi, Larry. Hi there, Mr. Rockwell. Sorry about all this, but it's definitely more interesting than accounting at the paper. Well, I can see that. But you know this isn't right. You need to get Esther to surrender. We don't want anyone getting hurt. I'm sure Esther knows what she's doing. Besides, we can't help anybody if we're in jail. Well, who knows? Maybe if you go quietly, you won't have to go to jail. 
excuse me, of course they're going to jail. They're criminals, common thieves. Their type belongs behind bars. This city isn't fit for decent people. Listen to Mr. High and Mighty. Listen, friend, I got a much better way of making money than robbing banks. It's a guaranteed moneymaker. Gentlemen, if we could just... I insist you tell me about this million-dollar idea of yours. If anyone here needs money, it's me. Obviously. The rest of us are doing swell. I know what to do with money. It would just be wasted on the rest of you. Spike? Now! Now tell us. Could we work on ending the standoff first? No! No! Simple. You remember a few years back when they found the tomb of that Egyptian pharaoh Tutankhamun or whatever? Well, everything Egyptian is a hot seller. So what you do is you buy these little pyramids from me and sell them to your friends. And I just take a small percentage of every sale you make. And then how do we make money? You sign up other people to sell for you, and then you take a percentage of their sales and the sales of everyone they sign up to sell for them. Pretty soon, the money just rolls in. That sounds fabulous. There's nothing more American than making money for doing absolutely nothing while other people do all the work. It does sound profitable. Pyramids are pointy. I like pointy things. But if everyone above gets a percentage of the sales of everyone below, how do the people below make any money? Who cares? As long as I'm raking in the cash, that's all that matters. But you're taking money for selling products you've already been paid for. Wait, that's right. Pay no attention to the naysayers. The fact is, you're taking all the risk, getting in at the beginning, and supplying all the product. You deserve more. Well... Esther did want to make more money for the finer things. Trust me, friends, this pyramid scheme can't lose. It's all about marketing on multiple levels. Now, who wants to sign up? But before anyone could put pen to paper, a blood-curdling yell echoed throughout the lobby. Geronimo! Colonel Sanders' morning came rushing out from behind the lone officer's desk, where he had been hiding, brandishing the letter opener with blood in his eyes. It appeared the worst was about to happen when... Ow, my eye. Spike's pop gun slowed Colonel Morning enough to allow Theo to rush forward and accidentally trip over Spike. Oops, clumsy me! And fall into Colonel Morning taking them both to the ground and sending the letter opener skittering across the floor. What happened? I think his uncle had another spell. Poor dear. We should tie him up for his own safety. Don't want him to hurt himself. Good idea, Sweetums. Let me help. I used to be a Boy Scout. I'm good with knots. I'm not sure. Try it, and I'll give you the same thing I gave the Germans. Make sure the knots are tight. As the bandits and the hostages helped to tie Colonel Morning to a chair. This is treason. Theo took that opportunity to slip out to the back offices and change into the shade. 
He was just making his way back when a mysterious figure dropped down from the ceiling and attacked him. The shade employed all his fighting skills, a clever technique involving tripping over furniture in order to avoid the figure's blows. Until he cleverly led his assailant into the light from a random office. Vamp? Shade? What are you doing here? Trying to end the standoff. Where's my father? He's, um, tied up. Why didn't you tell me he was the type of guy who'd look at a fire and say, you know what this needs? Gasoline. Show him around the city, I said. I didn't think that would mean taking him to a bank in the middle of a rash of bank robberies! Mistakes were made. But we have to get back in there and put a stop to this. Come on! Wait! Wait? What for? The signal. What signal? You'll see. I have a plan. The shade and the vamp moved slowly into position above the lobby, awaiting the vamp's signal. That's when the vamp noticed. Why is my father tied up? I do believe I mentioned that. I'll deal with you later. Why is he tied up? He tried to establish a beachhead in the middle of the lobby and take the bandits prisoner, in the take-no-prisoners kind of way. What am I going to do? I don't want to go to West Virginia. Who does? And I don't want to marry a coal miner, even if he does have both lungs. You do have to admit, that's impressive, considering. But I'll do whatever I can to keep that from happening. I'd... I'd hate to lose you. I've grown accustomed to having you around. Well, I'd hate to go. You're... You're a good partner, Shade. Vamp, I... The signal! What? Oh, right. Signal. Who is it? I'm, uh, from a de pizza man. I've got a ten pizzas here for a de squeeze-a-box bandits. I didn't order any pizzas. Yay! Pizzas! I'm starving. While I do find this sort of food as terribly low-class and plebeian, I must admit I am peckish. I wouldn't mind a quick bite. And if they're sending food, then they must be willing to deal. Let them in. Okay, sweet cheeks. Hello, I'm a delivery man. Vamp, is that Punch? It is. How did you know? He's still... He's wearing a police badge under the apron. It's a sting. They're on to us. Mayday, mayday. Now I've got you right where I want you. What? How? The first thing they teach you in basic training is how to untie knots. Oh, now this is what I call a vacation. Chaos erupted as Larry and Esther tried to get away from both Punch and Colonel Morning. Help! Don't hurt Bessie! And the hostages either tried to stop the Colonel or stay out of his way. Please, I'm a mother. Won't somebody think of the mothers? Or turn the whole mess to their own advantage. Uh, So this pyramid scheme, where do I sign? Right on the dotted line, chum. Into this melee swung the Shade and the Vamp. The Shade did his best to stop the Colonel. Colonel Morning, halt! Does no one respect masked vigilantes anymore? Shade! You go grab Larry and Esther. 
I'll take care of the colonel. But... Do it! Yes, sir. Sorry, colonel. This isn't your fight. Move out of the way, girlie. This is a man's job. No, this is my job. Now let me do it! Sorry, little lady. No can do. The colonel tried to push past the vamp, which resulted in... The vamp responding with her unique blend of karate, Hi-ya! Russian dance, and tennis. How's this for a backhand? Which the colonel somehow knew and countered perfectly. But it did slow him down enough for John and Chief Cannoli to rush in and take the squeeze box bandits into custody from the shade. Okay, you two, let's go. Wait, can I take Bessie? You ever love somebody and wonder why? Hey, what do I do with these pizzas? Um, may I? It's just that Spike is a growing boy and food keeps him calm. Of course, miss. Here you go. Anchovy. Ow, my eye! Come on, John, let's get out of here. Uh, so when do I get my pyramids? Soon as the check clears. And don't forget, you have to sell that much every month. Every month? But how? See ya! We should be going too, Vamp. You stopped me from doing my duty. No, I stopped you from interfering in something that was none of your business. Listen. No, you listen. How about we just retreat to our separate corners? Colonel, isn't there a young reporter you should find? Make sure Mr. Rockwell didn't come to a bad end. He's probably hiding in a closet, but... No man left behind. Shade? And I'm pretty sure you have a story to write. Fine. We'll finish this later. I have no idea where she gets it from. Act 4, Scene 2. Falling into formation. And we get a... happy ending? A few days later, everyone was gathered at the offices of the Chicago Gazette Times Herald. This is an amazing story! Thrills, chills, intrigue, and the kid with the pop gun. <laughs> Nothing like some human interest to make the housewives happy. The amazing thing is how quickly they got the bandits to court. The mayor wanted to get it taken care of quickly. He made sure there was a judge right in the jail. Well, I hope they threw the book at them. Actually, they were given community service. What? They're animals. They belong behind bars. Judge said their charitable actions should be encouraged, so they're required to give back to the community for two years in order to stay free. They're turning their hideout into a music school again and adding a literacy program. Everybody wins. Except for the law and decency. That's it. I'm leaving this bleeding heart city, and you're coming with me, Weddy. Dad. No. No more. You don't belong here. Yeah, excuse me, Colonel. What do you have to say? You, 
who I found hiding in the back office like a coward. I was looking for a back way to let the police in. But this isn't about me. This is about your daughter. I saw how much you respected the vamp for doing what she wanted and doing it well. Wednesday is no different. Theo, I can do this myself. Well, I just... I know. But you don't have to. Dad, this is my life and I'm good at it. And it's what I want. You wanted the military and you did it. This is what I want. I'm good at it and I'm going to keep doing it. Weddy, we had a deal. Which she fulfilled! As you can see, the byline for this story is Miss Wednesday Morning. What? But... So I get to stay here and be a reporter. But I don't want you to miss out on family. Dad, I can do this job and still have a family. When I find the right person. Not just some guy you pick out for me. And I can guarantee you she's got people to look out for her. What? Other people. Not me. Definitely not me. What? Did you hear that coming? Be nice, Dad. He's good people. Fine. You can stay. But I want letters. I miss you. I miss you too, Dad. I promise I'll write. Good. Well, I'm off. But tell that Rockwell fellow... He's got guts for standing up for you. But wait until I'm gone. Will do. Keep my daughter on her toes, Clemens. Usually the other way around. Bye, Weddy. Bye, Dad. Mr. Clemens, why- Rockwell told me what was going on. There's no way I would want to lose you, Morning. Really? Of course. You're the only one who can read his handwriting. So do I get to keep the byline? Don't push it. Now get out of here and get me a story. Glad to see you're still with us. How could I ever leave after all the nice things you said about me? What else could I do? It wouldn't be the same without you. Really? Of course. You're the only one who can read my handwriting. I'm in trouble, aren't I? You bet. I'm writing my father. Yep! Now, how long should I wait until I tell him this is my shopping list? Throwing Shade is brought to you by Chicago's premier storefront theater, Eclectic Full Contact Theater. Announcing the Chicago premiere of David J. Lowers, The Rough Guide to the Underworld. What fresh hell is this? It's a travelogue like you've never seen. Mash up a Ken Burns documentary with scenes cribbed from Sorkin and Mamet. Add commentary from Virgil, Dante, and Twain. Infuse it with high-proof music and video. Then blend until frothy. And hang on tight. You're taking a ridiculous ride through everyone's favorite mythical anti-destination! Runs May 5th through June 6th, 2020 at the Athenaeum Theater, 2936 North Southport Avenue. Check out all the info at eclectic-theater.com 
tickets on sale soon. Loyal listeners get a special discount. Use the code WEDNESDAY and get up to 50% off your tickets. This has been Throwing Shade, brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater and sponsored by Generic Mills Manco Flakes. Created by Sarah Siegel and Andrew Pond. Written by Andrew Pond. Starring the voice talents of Jessica Lauren Fisher, Reed Henry, Daniel Hoole, Serena Johnston, Noel Kleiss, Kaylee Osterman, Andrew Pond, Rochelle Prue, and Monica Safflick. Our Foley artist is Lori Iyer. Our engineer is Daniel Hoole. And I'm your narrator, Noel Kleiss. Special thanks to Tina Salamone. Tune in next week. Same shade time, same shade station. Hello, everyone. I'm Andrew Pond. And I'm Sarah Siegel. You may remember us from such podcasts as the one you were just listening to. We'd like to thank you for joining us and hope you've enjoyed the adventures of Theodore Rockwell and Wednesday Morning. And The Shade and the Vamp. If so, please head over to Eclectic Full Contact Theater's Throwing Shade Patreon page at www.patreon.com EFCT and become a patron. You can support Throwing Shade for as little as a dollar a month. That may be the literal definition of a pittance. Become a patron today and join such luminarious folks as Mike Drugan. Luminarius? What? It's a word. Anyway, becoming a patron gets you access to behind-the-scenes videos, episode outtakes, merchandise, and much, much more, including the opportunity to ask us anything. I myself am an open book. More like a picture book. Be glad it's not a pop-up. So, head over to patreon.com EFCT to support Eclectic Full Contact Theater's Throwing Shade. And head over to eclectic-theater.com to find out what else Eclectic Full Contact Theater is up to. Say goodnight, Andrew. Goodnight, Andrew. Aye.